Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nebbia. Hey guys, welcome to Be <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to Be Watch Movie. I'm Mike. I'm Jay, and it's morphin' times, you sexy fuckers. Let's get right into a podcast. Jesus Christ, it's been forever. Dun, 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 that's dun. like that's the shittiest version of 9021 I've ever heard. Nice. So a quiet place. Um, this uh, much like uh, my sex life in high school. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's very quiet. I was there. It's true. It was, it was a tundra. Oh jeez. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this movie is it, horror is fucking killing it. It is. It's it doing is right. killing the shit out it. of the world, and it's so beautiful. It's Ivan Drago to the deepness. Now, here's a question for you though. Like, okay, so this movie comes out, and horror is just on a streak, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just been killing it. Um, this movie comes out, and it's John Krasinski, who's not a huge horror fan. Like, he's never. This is like the I think the second movie he's well, ever. Fuck directed. it, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's like the second movie he's ever directed, and uh-huh. he comes out with a horror movie, and it's him and his wife Emily Blunt, and it's it's a fucking like ninety nine percent. Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nebbia. Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't judge shit based on that, but yeah. I'm just happy to see the world openly, <clears throat> like as a whole, accept a movie. That's uh, what, when you told me uh, before we were going to see it, or before I went and see it, but we sat separately because uh, Mike smells. But, uh-huh. hey, farts. But no. Now you open mouth breathe during movies, that's why. So do you. You go, oh. I could, no, I'm doing that to go. Uh, but no, uh, we got we had to go see it separately based on our schedules. But um, Mike had mentioned that it had a hundred percent, you know, fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And the first thought that popped into my head is uh, the sky is blue. So that's not new for me because when a movie's got a little bit of hype behind it and it's got something specific about it, then they're gonna jump on board. But now, historically though, they do they've never really given horror movies like this high of a score early on. Yeah, until until recently. Yeah, and then but when the audience score started coming out, when they were going to see it, it only dropped a few you know, it didn't drop that much as much as I thought it would, but that was a really cool thing. But well, I mean, typically when you have a movie like this that's actually got a lot of hype behind it, the reviews come out and they're like, "It was dog shit," just because some of them want to st- stand out or whatever. Yeah. I think that we, we'll talk about this a different time. Like we've talked about it many times. I think that's what happened to Man of Steel. You know, I think that's what started the whole vitriol against what because he wasn't wearing red pants. An amazing fucking movie. That was fucking. That's a diff- shit. Different conversation for a different day. But no, dude, I just I, I love it, and and it, it's it's a beautiful time for horror because it's not to a point where everyone's like it's not so big where everyone's like I was always horror fan like it's not like they're not gonna be selling it at walmart why not no the movie they will oh. but you know what i mean like, <laughs> I you, like you know you know how they're not gonna sell it there when you when something's cool and it's like sort of underground or whatever like you know it's over when walmart sells it no it's gonna get over when the emo hipsters comes out and they're gonna be like i hate it now because yeah. everyone loves it yeah like they they never sold jinkos at walmart why but not? i know i yeah. wanted them too but i had one pair like you remember and one used to be like a big thing now it's sold at walmart people's like i don't care anymore. it's not it's at walmart it's not a big thing anymore <laughs> <laughs> i don't totally lied to we're you about so we're already so fuck it off sorry okay guys so quiet place yeah so what we're gonna do is we're gonna review the movie and we decided you know let's do a little bit more podcasting because fucking youtube sucks anymore Mm. with you know all their stupid shit and we never thought of ourselves as youtubers anyways we thought of ourselves as just fucking movie lovers so you guys i think i think as the future goes and i'm getting ready to move we're gonna be a little bit further away not too far away don't worry we're gonna do a little bit more podcasting type (laughs) thank god (laughs) (laughs) because hopefully we can figure it out where we can do it a little bit more that way um 
but yeah, uh, so so with that in mind, and, and plus with our ADD personalities, like sometimes we try to do a video and we're just all over the goddamn place. Why? And, and are you rushing or are you dragging? Dragging. <laughs> so we're usually rushing. So I figure, you know, let's 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 do a little bit more podcasting. So that's what we're doing here. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna review the movie um, as a whole uh, in its in, in its in its natural state, and then at the end we'll talk about spoilers a little bit. There's yeah. not too many spoilers <clears throat> of this movie, but. Well, yeah. So okay, the first thing I want to talk about in uh, the Quiet Place is where was Meryl Streep? <laughs> no, uh, I, I want to point out that the fact we already mentioned briefly already uh, that John Krasinski this was his second time, like you said, up to bat to do a directorial movie or do his directing God, and acting sexy. in it. I just think he looks like a extra from Planet of the Apes, but that's just me. He's a beautiful man with the beard. I ain't even gay with the beard. It works. Don't worry about it, dog. I'll keep your secret. <laughs> but, uh, I ain't even gay though. <laughs> you suck my dick. Uh, but anyhow, um, what I want to say about John Krasinski is that um, it's a really it's a fucking tough feat to make a horror movie that it, that it sells and presents something that's not been done really before. I mean, they've done movies with like quiet, atmospheric kind of things, like you know, Silent House really comes to mind specifically. Um, but this one added a unique, different you know, like with the with the uh, sign language and how they had to communicate and all that kind of stuff, and still brought the horror to you in a way that was different than you'd seen before. And having Krasinski, again, take on a, 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 a directorial thing with a horror movie is fucking awesome as fucking. To, to his credit, he's Sammy Sosa without the steroids, that fucker out of the park with this uh, debut. Um, also, the fact that <clears throat> it's a pretty cool thing that it shows that the evolution that goes on in the movie, as far as like you can see, it it, it it does a unique job of telling the story about what happened and why it happened, or maybe not why, but specifics about where they are in that film. Mm -hmm. Because you know, I'm, we're not gonna get to the spoiler, but they, if you look at the clippings, the newspaper clippings stuff, you kind of piece it together enough to you're like, oh, I fuck, okay, that's pretty cool. But it's really about the the movie itself, even though there are creatures in it that are trying to hunt them down, because that's let's just face it, that's the IRS telling you that you owe them money. You're always <laughs> quiet, but. Um, it's really about the family unit itself, and that's the weird thing about this. This is what got me at the at, in, when I was watching it. Is because while you watch it, you, you're expecting it to be one thing, and then it goes somewhere else, and then at the end, you're fucking crying, and you're like, "What's happened? <laughs> like this has I nougat in it? I love nougat. I cried twice. I did. I, did, I, I, I twice. teared up the first. Well, the the first time I didn't because I was like, I don't care. We'll, we'll talk about time, those specific I, I scenes up, yeah. you know, later on as we go. But yeah, dude, like, well, first off the dude is amazing with the camera mm. like the way he shoots shit it just looks good like it, 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 he you can tell he's Which just got to make my penis look that good yeah. <laughs> on camera he's got good directorial chops and you know and so i have to mention this because it just made me laugh my ass off this is one of those movies by the way you just you want to go to a theater that you can get your best chance at having a good audience with like you don't want to go to that theater that you you know you always go to like it's past opening night now, but I wouldn't have wanted to see this on opening night because typically opening night horror crowds suck because they're teenagers and they're laughing and yeah. they're, you know whatever. But um, this is a movie you want to if, if whatever you can do to possibly see this with like a cool audience that, that understands and respects the theater, mm. you definitely want to do that with because a lot of the movie is pure silence. Like maybe don't buy popcorn. I bought popcorn and I found it extremely fucking frustrating because I wanted yes. to eat my popcorn, but it was so quiet. I couldn't eat my popcorn. Yeah, and they're not lying. A Quiet Place lives up literally to that reputation. The yeah. whole fucking thing is silent as shit. And that's cool because it does build the atmosphere. But everything, everything, I heard a fly fart somewhere in the theater. <laughs> but yeah, you can hear every, there was a guy that had popcorn like you mentioned. There was a, someone that would probably brought in a beer or something. Cause I heard, and he was trying to be quiet. It was like, 
And he's like, do you think they heard that? Like, yeah, everybody heard it. And I couldn't even go to the bathroom to pee because I knew that everybody was going to hear my shuffling footsteps as I held in my pee to get down the yeah. steps. And they were just going to stare at me yeah. while I walked down and came back. There was this there was this old couple that walked in. And I went to see it today on like a Friday, like, uh, like 1 10 p.m. showing or whatever it was at our local theater, which is usually not that packed anyways. But, yeah. Um, there was some kids there and they were sort of annoying or whatever, but there was this old couple that walked in and they, and they sat directly across from us. And it was funny as fuck dude. Cause, uh, it, they sit down and like the movie's like 10 minutes in and it's, it's in one of its quiet stages. And this woman, and to her credit, she does try to whisper, uh, but she goes, you can hear clear as day in the movie theater. She goes, they're husband and wife in real life. Mm. And her, her, her husband goes, Hmm. Shut the fuck up. He fucking shushed her in front of fucking everybody. It was the funniest shit. And dude, when he did it, like, I, 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 when she said it initially, I thought, oh, here we go. And then he, he hit her with the, he cut her ass off with the shh, like hard shh. And dude, I, my wife got pissed at me because I started laughing. I could not help it, dude. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to, I wanted to go over and be like, can I just shake your hand, <laughs> sir? You are, like, you are a legend among men. <laughs> he just openly, he just shut her the fuck down. He shushed her. Which, by the way, is what you should do. Like, if you go to a movie, with the talker it is your responsibility to shut them the fuck down especially especially in this movie so but I also think I just now I don't know why it popped in my head but it would be funny as fuck if we did a Michael Myers Loomis skit when he was going to see A Quiet Place and then Michael <laughs> kept like turning his head and looking at Loomis <laughs> while like scary scenes were going on and, my, and Loomis was doing something like uh no, Michael, stop. And he's like, stop looking. He's like, God damn it, Michael, shut the fuck up in the middle of it. And then like, they might be like, what? He's like, why am I looking? I thought of Michael when I was watching this dude because you know who could survive in this in this world is Michael Myers. Yeah, he could, could survive in this world. He'd be the he'd be the main predator. He'd he, be the apex. Yeah, he would the apex. Like bro. that. That this is the you know in a, in the sequel they should they should go Demolition Man style like they froze Michael because he was a murderer. But the only person who was silent enough to kill the demons or the monsters was Michael. So they have to unfreeze him and then they shift to. <laughs> Kill these monsters, uh, yeah. but yeah. So that that's that's the whole point of the story. You you, you walk you, you, when it opens up, you see this family and they're in a store like picking through shit. And they're several. They have three kids. It looks like time. it looks like a, a day after Black Friday. Yeah. There's nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, yeah, it's a, it's like a shitty like value store or whatever. And they have three kids, and they're, they're they they introduce you to the whole theme immediately because everything's so quiet. And uh, the one kid picks up a um, toy uh, rocket ship. Yeah, a toy rocket ship, and, it, and it's cool how they do it because he's drawing a rocket ship on the ground, and he's like, "That's how we're going to escape." And again, all this is they're communicating all this with their subtitles and, and sign language. Yeah. So, and it's a weird thing because the the girl, uh, the oldest uh, kid in the family, is a girl who's deaf, and it's and it's a weird thing to think about because in a weird way, her being deaf had to be you know a hardship on the family, but in a weird way, her being deaf probably saved that family. That's probably why they're one of the only families left is because they learned sign language they learn how to communicate that way yeah but uh, ultimately uh, this kid uh, it's really cool how they they introduce this this little tiny toy spaceship because this kid gets it and everybody's getting what they want from the store and everything and everybody's happy and the dad's buying the girl tools or whatever but the kid wants his spaceship and jim krasinski who's great in this fucking movie walks up and he's like um <laughs> you open your pop it sound like a fart <laughs> i know this one a wet one uh it's not like a fart you release at work like in the office on a hangover it's like that would be like when fart. you're by, you think you're by yourself in the stall but the door's a little open <laughs> yeah. they're like he's taking a dump but you, you initially get 
you immediately get introduced into how serious shit is in this movie because you know the kid just wants the spaceship and he automatically has like an emotional tie to it and Jim Krasinski's like no you can't have that it's too loud because it has these batteries in it but when the kid brings it out initially everybody in the family like you don't see the spaceship but that you kid's see kid's got a gun <laughs> you, see, you see everyone's reactions and they're all like oh my fucking god and then the camera turns and you see like everyone's so scared of this little spaceship mm-hmm. because it's noise like it, it really introduces you to it's the idea that Tonka. How, how scary noise is in this movie like how important that could be and stuff happens with that and the family has to deal with the loss and they have to move on the wife this is not giving anything Emily away. Blunt. Emily Blunt, who's fucking fantastic. The, the, again, amazing acting all the way around. Yeah, all, all of it. And and also, we didn't. Well, you you set it up and talked about the rocket ship and and their initial reacting reaction to it. We said it's like a gun. It was in that instance. It's like the kid had a loaded gun and it yeah. could have killed them all. But you have to because there's no like vocal dialogue coming from their throats or mouth or whatever. They have to react mainly. I mean, again, sign language, but their facial emotions have to give you that information. And again, all of them are fucking top-notch showing horror or love or whatever other emotion just using their eyes and their facial movements. So yeah. kudos to them. They must have practiced a lot with and, mimes. And they are two beautiful sons of bitches, man. Imagine what sex is like between those two. Just magic and Do rainbows. Do you think they just stare at each other like, fuck, we're pretty? I think they just make together honey. <laughs> like honey just comes like, out. Probably, like they just collect honey together. Jesus Lord. But again, I don't think he's that attractive, so it's probably like sour I, honey. I, dude, I think new new Krasinski, like I always liked Jim from The Office, which you never watched The Office. Yeah, like, I watched some of it. I, I always thought, no, you didn't. I, I, I thought he was. I was lying. <laughs> you're <laughs> fucking lying. I, I just don't want to be left out. <laughs> Fuck you. I always loved Jim in The Office, but new, like, buff Jim is, with the beard. I do have extreme. The beard. Works, I have extreme but... beard envy for this movie. That son of a bitch has a beautiful, thick fucking beard it's luxurious and if it's you guys luxurious. have never seen 13 hours i know it's a michael bay movie which michael bay and platinum dunes uh produced this movie which you know krasinski has a tie to because they also produced 13 hours which was sort of his coming out party as this big badass motherfucker oh, I know he was gay. <laughs> <laughs> which got him the role of jack ryan which he's playing in amazon but dude if you watch 13 hours He's a fucking badass in that movie. Yeah, and he yeah. completely changed his career, and it's amazing. He's on the cover of Men's Health magazine. Nothing I read against them. Krasinski as far as an acting ability. I think he's top notch. I'm just saying, you know, I think the only disagreements we're having is hot list level. I mean, I'm going with an eight. He's I mean, a you 10, want to go dude. to a ten? Dude's a ten. Now Ryan Reynolds is a ten. Now that's Ryan what I'm Reynolds is. You, you can't stack him. Ryan Reynolds is an eleven, but Jim Krasinski is close. Well, he's a good looking Chris son Hemsworth's of a bitch. Bigger and he's twelve. We should be talking about how hot Emily Blunt is, but you know, she's, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> she's. She's hot as fuck. She's, I mean, of, like, she's been. I've had a crush on her since the Tom Cruise movie that she was in. Whatever the one that she can't die. Uh, Ready, Ready Player One. <laughs> no, 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 she can't. I know. I want to call it Ready Player Tomorrow one. Never. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies is what it was originally called, and it ended up being what, what the fuck's the name of that? I don't know. I own it on Blu-ray. I fuck that I movie with it. Tom Cruise. She was hot as fucking beans in that movie. She's but. she's attractive as shit, man. Yeah. And and even in this movie where like typically because you have these. Uh, uh, post-apocalyptic movies like this one is or whatever because the whole idea is like like aliens have taken over or whatever monsters whatever they are have taken over and when you see the newspaper clippings one of the main things you see is it's like sound like don't make they're attracted to sound like that's what's doing it or whatever but yeah. um uh in this movie like she you, typically post-apocalyptic movies and stuff like that or zombie attacks you look at the girls and like how do you have time to put on makeup but she literally doesn't she have makeup. Have she, she 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 is 
in class one, she's legit as fuck, and that she doesn't look like she has any makeup on or whatever, but she still is goddamn gorgeous. Yeah, she doesn't look like Katy Perry when that one dude snapped a picture of her when she just woke up. <laughs> like, oh fuck, <laughs> she's just a naturally beautiful person, which is but those two, Jesus Lord. Um, but um, I don't know. I just good. I'm just so, but, uh, but they move you. on from the tragedy that occurs, and then and after moving on, then things. I think again it. The story itself, again, tells you in a unique way about the threat outside of what's going on with the family unit, but it's really dealing with guilt and, uh, you know, regret and other kinds of things that are going on inside that unit. And that's what I think this is movie is, it makes it so special and different that I've seen in a while. I mean, there are great, you know, horror movies out there that do add that element with, you know, family or, or something like that going on. But this one does it really well because they show it in such a way, like, again, there's no vocal dialogue. So they, they're, they're dealing with heavy, emotional fucking shit. Yeah. And there's nothing there as far as like, oh, I can talk to you in one scene specifically about, I really think, you know, there is one scene specific that that does happen, but it's all done with just facial movements and recognizing that body movement and language. And again, as a second-time director, and especially a first-time horror director, being able to bring that kind of human element into a otherwise creature flick yeah. and making it really impactful is goddamn genius, dude. It's a, it's a. My favorite thing about this entire movie is 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 what you just said. He like when, so, when there's something really bad that happens, and they're having to deal with it. And like typically, when you're grieving, when you're going through something, you imagine screaming, yeah. crying, especially like the most horrific shit you can possibly imagine. And Quitting it, your job, asking for your job back, <laughs> uh, having a painful shit. Like, what do you think that's like? Everything at but, once. But no, in this, they're dealing with this, and there's a scene where they show him like it's dinner's ready or whatever, and everybody else is dealing with it okay, and they go back to Jim Krasinski's character, who's supposed to be this like brawny fucking man, like he tough did look guy. Like the brawny Guy. Who's yeah? You know, he's he's learning to survive, and they show him, and he's in the bathroom, and he's splashing water on his face, and you can just see it in his eyes, like he wants to scream, like he he's he's completely broken as a person, and imagine having to deal with that and not even being able to speak, and I felt like the acting is at its peak in that moment, yeah. like when you can see the pain in these people's faces, and they're not actually allowed to even express how they feel. It's fucking insane, and that initial that immediately just grabs these characters and puts them into your hearts. I think that we're gonna we would die really quick. Yeah, we, no, can't, we would suck. like five like five seconds to be like, "Hey, where's the beer?" Dude, me and dead. my me and my wife were talking about this. We we're like, with our kids, we'd be fucked. We'd be yeah. dead in a fucking second. I, mean, I, I know this is off the topic and the point about the acting because the acting was superb, and you'll mention, you'll hear us mention how great the acting was over and over again in, in this podcast. But uh, I don't know why, but when he was like splashing the water in his face, I couldn't help but get enraptured by the water going into his beard and like pearl uh, pearless like pearlescent. It was kind of it was just like dripping down. I'm like, you know, I'm kind of attracted in a way right now. I don't know why, but I sort of am. Yeah, like, I, I don't, I'm not ashamed to admit that. I feel saying. good about. That. I kind of want to rub I, that I, man's beard. I kind of do. Like I just, <laughs> I want to tell him it's all going to be okay. I, I want to braid it. Like but, I don't, it? anyway, let's just move on. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So uh, and the other thing. Uh, so besides the acting and, and how the story is told, the pacing of the movie is done really well. Now there are some pacing issues that do occur. Uh, like they they could have shortened some things down and they could have focused a little bit more on this specific. You think so, dude? I thought it was no, brisk. because the, there was one. I thought it was Lipton iced tea brisk. No, that's brisk, baby. It was brisk as fuck. Uh, it wasn't. It was it was a little soury brisk. You thought, but you I thought... liked it. No, I I thought the pacing was good, but there were moments to it. I thought that it slowed down to a point where I was like, okay, because it's hard to do. I mean, it, with the pacing of a movie such as this, you got to keep cranking it. 
and certain you got to tweak it in certain areas to keep the film paced right but then if you go too long somewhere else you kind of lose your audience a bit it didn't happen very often but the other thing about I'd like to completely disagree with you but you can disagree on this I'd like uh, to put that on the record I disagree with Mr. Jones Mike where's a toupee <laughs> that's the comeback uh, but so, no I will say uh, maybe the pacing for you was good I, it, was, it wasn't terrible I thought it was alright but I think what we will agree on and we've already talked about this off camera but um is the um, the creature effects the actual creature effects? Now we can't get into spoiler territory right now, but uh, it's not like they were terrible. But when you see them, yeah, yeah. Well, that I mean that leads us into our our way too early rating, which we got a lot to talk about with this movie. But we'll go ahead and give our rating now because we we talked about it earlier and we agree on it. We both give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, I take my one point away solely in this movie and and only for the fact of how the creatures looked. Because they show the creatures, and I just thought, if any fucking movie, if any movie on this goddamn earth is 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 worthy of practical effects, it's this one. Because you did not have to, you barely had to show the whole monster. Even, and yeah. they do, you get a good look at them. Like, you get the full on look. Eventually, you see every nook and cranny. You, 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 you see all this monster's asshole oh. at one point. But, like, it was but, clean. But they didn't need to. <laughs> Everything else was so tense and, and, and the monsters were so fast moving. Yeah. You never had to give them that full on Cloverfield into the Clo- Cloverfield movie close up. And they did. And I just thought, like, this was, this was, and I, and I constantly talk about this. I, I just, I don't know why movies will not, they refuse to do practical effects when it comes to monsters and shit. Well, they refuse to. And this would have been one of those movies yeah. where it would have been perfect. If you just take, like, uh, just focus on half of the body and only show half of the body for, uh, say, most of the film. Like, you just show the head or you show it creeping up because they didn't show it for a lot of it. And then maybe use CG a little bit when it moves around or it has to use, like, high speed. The bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, like, when it attacks someone real quick. Right. Like, use CGI there. I get that. But, like, when you get those close-up movies, just to create half of the monster and do it with practical... Dude, it would have it blown this movie out of the fucking park. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's impossible to do. I mean, uh, John Carpenter's done it. Uh, James Cameron has done it. There's been fucking multiple... Alien, uh, man. Ridley Scott did it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, and those were different movies. And, again, it was in dark and stuff. So, you know, the Alien itself was in a dark ass ship so even that guy I mean you ever see him with the lights on him it's like give me a hug like it just it didn't look that scary but again they use slime and stuff to make him look nastier and again that again it's they could have done movie. that here they could have done that now, here I was going to say you can show part even if they didn't well, I want to know I think the movie would have just been as effective honestly and I think it would have given people more of a thirst about what the fuck are they if you didn't if you showed almost not, like zero, like even a little, you said maybe part of it, but I would just keep them in the shadows to a point. Like maybe show one claw or something and just, but would the movie have suffered if they didn't even show them? Like you know they're out yeah, there. Yeah, I think you had to show them a little bit. Well, again, when we make the Cloverfield comparison, you know, there's actually people on there talking theory wise that this relates to Cloverfield. Lane. I saw that, yeah. It's yeah, crazy. and I was like, I, I didn't read the whole article, but I was like, John Goodman's going to be pissed. Well, what they end up looking at, though, they, they, they kind of like, the, the monsters look sort of like the Demigorgon had sex with Venom. Yeah, you know, and she's, they're not terrible. Like it's not a movie. It's not a movie ruining thing. Like it's, Venom's it's not, not gonna claim that baby. <laughs> it's, like, it's it's not a movie ruining thing or or whatever. But it, it just it, the movie. Everything else outside the movie, like it's a nine out of ten. Like the literal, like this is, and I mean this, like wholeheartedly. For me, I thought the pacing and everything was great. I thought the only absolute thing that I could take away from this movie is, is how the monsters looked. They didn't look the worst things ever. But if you just had made practical effects, man, this movie could have been intense. I've seen so. I've seen worse monsters before. I mean, yeah. there's been a shit ton of the CGI ones that would just like completely take you out. But 
again, yeah, they could have been better, and I think that we all can agree that when you see them, when the when the light finally hits them, and they're in, like in broad daylight and shit, like I'm like I'm not fucking scared. Just kill them, Duke Nukem. Like they <laughs> they could have been monsters from a Duke Nukem or a Doom movie. That that that's a good segue into one of the greatest. Uh, uh, fear angles this movie has though is the sound like we, we talked about how quiet it was but when you juxtapose the quietness with when shit actually happens it gets fucking loud I mean loud as yeah. fuck like startling loud and when these things show up and the noises they make it's nothing you've never heard before it's this weird fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? but um, it's not like the predator right but like... but when shit hits the fan like dude I, the part in the trailer like when he knocked when they're playing Monopoly and he knocks over the lantern yeah that was fucking dude, that, I scared, jumped. that that scared the shit out of yeah, me yeah I jumped in the, and I've seen this ten times and I and I still jumped because it was so fucking loud when you put it against that quiet that it's startling as shit, man. And like, dude, they they have these scenes in between intercut where there's this kind of family drama going on, and they do a really really good job of just wrapping this movie up in the tightest possible way because part of the drama involves him and one of his kids, mm-hmm. and then when you get to the ultimate fate of the family and how things happen, which we'll talk about in the spoiler report, dude, that's when the tears come in because this one moment comes up and 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 you kind of want this badass Jim Dugan moment, yeah, <laughs> and, and like instead you get this heartfelt fucking I know, and dude, I was just like, damn, man. I was looking at my girlfriend when I was watching it, and I was like, don't you dare look at me right now because I was like, what is I was like. <laughs> about something I was like what's happening right now and I was like this movie's making I was like is this what it's like to have PMS I don't understand like for one second I'm scared I don't know what's going on and now I'm crying I was like what's this what's this liquid coming from my man eyes and like the, sweat and this is not, there's that and then there's that there's a re, there's a really great dad moments in this with with him and his kids and then but but he does pan the movie off and he hands it in a way to Emily Blunt and uh, you know he kind of reminded me not like not the same like the performance level or whatever but in a way I'm saying they kind of I don't know why maybe Maybe it's because they were wearing like uh, fucking plaid shirts and shit, running around. Was Ryan Reynolds in the remake of Amityville Horror? Yeah, like he had a beard that. and he had like the kind of lumberjack feel, yeah. but he actually seemed like a good dad. But he just was dealing with a lot of shit. Like, You're tearing me Dude, apart. The, 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 <laughs> the best thing about uh, Jim Krasinski's character in this movie that I just I I, I fucking love this. Probably my favorite thing about the entire movie is that. Of all the things that are going on and how these people have to spend their day, they really go in and show you like the the different parts of their day, like what their morning is to their night, and yeah. how they live in this post apocalyptic world, which has only been going on for just over a year, right? Since it all happened, is that all was? Yeah, it was like oh, it was damn, like, those aliens are. Well, fast. it was like when it all happened, it was like day four seventy two or whatever the hell. But, oh yeah. So. Um, but they he has this basement that he goes to and he does his work in his man that, cave. That's where you yeah, it's, it's the new age man cave. He's got beer. When you when you see um. The news. This is where you see the new newspaper clippings. What he's hiding from them, basically, and he's he's constantly down there, and he's working on this um, this uh, hearing aid for his daughter. Yeah. Like this is a guy who is probably not an electrician or anything. Like he spends every second of his day, like every single second of his day, taking his son out to fish, showing him what to do in case something happens to him. Where in so many of these movies, you would get this character who's like, I'm going to protect my family, and I'm going to become a badass, and I'm going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was Arnold. Be like, just take right. him down. We'll bitch. be fine. But instead, what Jim Krasinski's character does is he spends all of his time preparing his family for what's going to happen if he dies. So he he takes his son fishing and he teaches him how to live without him. And he does everything he does. <laughs> it just sounds like we're describing where the red fern grows level. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> but like, he, you know what I love about this is that he's like he's hell bent. Like every second of his day is spent 
trying to figure out how to save his family. Like yeah. the from the past that they walk, they go and he spreads he spreads Soul, uh, sand, sand, yeah. sand across all these paths so that they have a walking path. He puts up these lights that you see in the trailer so that she can turn it, like when the baby's coming, because as you see in the trailer, she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, when the baby's coming or whatever, if they're in danger, they can flip these lights red and he can see them. All the work that he does, it's so it's it's almost anti macho in a way. Whereas like he's planning, like he's teaching his kids how to live off the land. He's teaching the, his family how to survive for themselves. It's just it's a it's a really cool different position from what we typically see in this. Well, movie. he's just an everyday guy like that, and they don't try to. But he's putting in one hundred percent maximum Deadpool effort. Yeah, he is maximum effort. But you know, it's he's an everyday dude just trying to survive with his family, and I think they do that well enough to show that in the movie. They didn't make him Action Jackson superstar right. with the biggest dick on the planet. I'm to slap you in the face like they didn't do that kind of stuff because they didn't need to it wasn't that kind of film it's not like they were casting you know the rock with his family and it's like fucking what san andreas like it's yeah. not, he's not gonna come in there and body slam a, a fucking alien even though the rock could do it uh not like the ultimate warrior he'd win but uh <clears throat> that was what again really sets it apart i mean it's it's just it's a cool idea that he took with having an everyday kind of dude surviving in this madness that is the world now and not to mention the fact that where his wife is pregnant at this point it adds another level of intensity to the movie already even the movie was intense to begin with but then you add that level and you know some shit's gonna happen but they plan on what to do when that baby's born because everybody was thinking in the theater like what are they gonna do that baby won't shut the fuck up it need tit milk and they're like what are we gonna do so but they have a plan and they show it and i'm like that's fucked up but it worked i mean i was yeah. like i gotta say it worked but even though i was like i've heard a baby <laughs> shoe full of rice <laughs> you, you said it best brother <laughs> and i was like what's that uh baby shoe full of rice now we were merely yeah it, i don't know why that song popped me because there is one specific scene we'll get to it but i was like I, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that it wasn't, it didn't work because it worked. I'm just saying, even at that point, I was like, I don't have kids, but I was like, fuck, dude. I, mean, I don't know if I could do it's that. It's heartbreaking, though, dude, because it, it's heartbreaking as fuck. Because you could, like, they did, they tried to do right. Like, they tried to do the right things. And then, like, when it I, came, did, I tried to do right by you. <laughs> but when it came down to it, like, no matter how much he planned or no matter, no matter how much they did to put themselves in a good situation, everything went to shit. Yep. And, like, dude, it was fucking, like, when the water scene happened, I was like, God damn, I got fucking mad, dude. Dude, in the theater, I was like, "Fuck this shit! You you made the right plans. You did everything you were supposed to be, and a fucking now water." The water. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That oh, but was. But dude, the, when the monster. That was oh, cool. Shit, that scared the fuck out. That of was me. like some alien shit. Trust me, stuff. like yeah. we'll get into this in the spoilers. But monster water scene, dude, that put me on like high level fucking scared of shit. Like, but uh, there's a there's a good <laughs> there's a good monster there. But, uh, dude, the scenes... I'm when it, when you, it goes in the water, by the way, too. When it goes... Ooh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, when it gets in the water... Oh, man. my God. You don't know where it is. I know. Where the it's fuck is it? Slithering around. Yeah. <laughs> looking but, for your feet. <laughs> uh, but I'll say, he at, at some point in the film, it gets, in a way, passed off to Emily Blunt. And she becomes the main point, focal point of the film. And, and as you see... This is not giving it away. You see it in the trailers when she's delivering the baby... You have to be silent while delivering a baby. And that's, dude, that's one Scientology. of Scientology. <laughs> yeah, when Tom Cruise is your husband. But, dude, that was intense as fuck. Yep. Like, Jesus. And she did an amazing... Like, she ninja'd her shit. I don't know watch, how she did that. Yeah, when you watch people in horror movies, you always watch their reaction. Like, typically girls, like, they scream or, like, whatever. Or, or like, guys, you know. Yeah. Whatever your reaction is. And and this, in, in her instance, like, I'll, I will say, this is a movie, it's not like... It's not going to be one of the scariest movies of all time. It's just one of those movies that's going to be crowd pleasing and every I think every just about everyone's gonna like it enjoy it be a little bit scared by it and think it's a great movie 
movie, but it's not going to be Exorcist level. But what as is? far as yeah, right. <laughs> but as far as her reaction, as far as how My she, <laughs> as far as how she handled like fear mm. and how she responded to pain and fear, that was one of the one of the best horror performances ever. Like yeah. I, I'm going to put that out there right <sighs> now. That was amazing. Like I like it was re- to me. That was as realistic as as her being in that position as a human being could get. She did amazing. I think that I think the movie is unique. I've said unique a hundred times, but I'm just saying it's it does something special with an audience unique that it taps New the York. unique New York unique. Uh, but it taps it taps an emotional uh, nerve for the whole audience that everybody can understand and get behind, and that's why the movie is so effective on that scale. And I think that's why so many people are coming and going behind this and saying it's a great movie is because it's able to do that. And there's not many movies that can do that that can make pretty much most people that watch it hit that one emotional nerve. Because if you, again, if you take the horror parts out of it, as far as like the monsters in the dark, and you're just focusing on that specific, you know, the family stuff and I mean, yeah, that does make it more effective with the, with the quietness and her delivering a baby. Just, but there's something about it, man. Like the everyday family, and they're they're not like superheroes. There's nothing specifically special about them. It's just that they're trying to survive in this fucked up, crazy situation. So yeah. So I mean, I, I think that pretty much catapults it, man. I think that we both give this movie a nine point ten. I think the only thing you can take against this movie is the way the monster looks, yeah. and that they should have gone practical where they went CGI. Uh, it's is how scary is like like on a scare level, like like being scared, you know, sure. like we talk about Exorcist or whatever. I think the movie is more tense than it is scary. Like it's it's on the edge of your seat thriller. But there are horror vibes. Obviously, it is a horror movie. But were you scared, scared at any point? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm always scared, scared <laughs> uh, with a horror movie. But I mean, I got a little bit more comfortable midway, and then I was like, I'm kind of into it now. And now I don't know. Once the initial fear, in fact, like I was just more involved with the family and trying to see what kind of inventive way they were gonna, you know, come up with to get out of a situation. They I'm make like, you care. Yeah, I, I fucking cared like a motherfucker. Like I a wanted to write Hallmark cards. It's a good Sears commercial. I know. I know. They're so good. Have you ever watched those Thai commercials? Fucking sad. But anyway, uh, uh, yeah. It, it, but there, it did. It did keep it underground. Like it was a buzz throughout the entire thing, and and the quiet atmosphere of the movie itself. Like you know, it was like a live wire. Like you know, it's gonna go off at some point, and yeah. you're like, I shouldn't put my dick in a socket, but I kind of want to because I've been drinking. Too <laughs> Don't much. whiz on the electric but, fence. But anyhow, yeah. So overall, but yeah, I wasn't. I don't think you're gonna be terrified of it. Like it's yeah. not terrifyingly scary. It's just it's it's intense and it's almost to a level it's horror, but it's almost to a level of just suspense. Like just yeah. really, really solid suspense. Like seven suspense. Yeah. I mean it's just seven's a different realm, but it's, it's suspenseful. It's almost not fucked up enough yeah. to be like true there's some fucked up moments in it like that are literally have you going wow. But like and this is it, that's kind of where I put this movie into my stratosphere is that it, is that it's a damn great movie and I think that almost universally everyone's going to love this movie but it's not going to go down in the echelon of scariest movies of all time. No. Like it's not truly fucking frightening and scary. It's just well done and you care about the people and it's directed amazingly and it's acted amazingly and it's shot great. I just it's it's just a damn good movie, man. Yeah. Like I I'm, I'm the super fucking great job to them by doing this. So You can't say better. You no. can't say it better. You so can't. do do yourself a favor. Horror is crushing shit. Go sell your fucking car if you don't got the money and get tickets for your family and go see this three times. <laughs> well, now maybe just go see it once, but seriously, go check it out. If you if you if you like suspense movies at all, if you like John Krasinski, if you like beards, God, go fucking see it. He is go see it fucking and enjoy beautiful, it. Jay. As you keep saying. He is gorgeous. And I also want to point out to the fact that I wish uh, I was tall. Most horror I do too. Uh most Doesn't horror, it suck not being fucking tall? I, I just drink 
juice. <laughs> I hope for it. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I want you. I also want to point out um, that the, the kids, usually kids in horror movies, for the most part. You know, when they cast them young. By the way, this right. little girl, the lead, was the first movie. She first was, fucking movie. Really? Yes. If you go on IMDb, she's done nothing she was else. fucking fantastic. Yes. They were standouts. Like, they really were. And to me, overall, Krasinski was great. The little boy was great. You know, there was, a, you know, things were good. But Emily Blunt and the and the lead girl, I think they took the fucking Taco Pal. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say it because to me, they just, they, <laughs> not to they me. took the Taco Pal. <laughs> I know. Uh, I just think that, you know, the you know what, with, what Emily Blunt's character had to deal with. And then the little girl and what yeah. she was dealing with, and she is just a little girl. I thought it was like fucking amazing. You're right, dude. You're right to say that those kids, those, those kids did an amazing yep, job. Like, all, and the, the boy was good too. Like so, okay. So now we're gonna go into um, spoiler territory. So if yet, yeah, that's good. Let's let's yeah. pee. Let's pee I, I wanna, and um, yeah, I gotta pee, and then I gotta go smoke some reefer. <laughs> <laughs> that's marijuana uh, for you uninitiated. So, fucks. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but we're going to go into spoiler territory here in just a second. So if you haven't seen the movie, I implore you not to listen to this point in the podcast. Um, go see the movie first. Uh, but remember, go see it in a good theater. Uh, go see it during the day. But I'd say go see it during the day. Maybe not order snacks because no, you're not going to be able to eat them because it's so quiet. And don't drink anything before because you'll have to pee and you don't want people staring at you when you come right. back in. Because right. so, it makes so much noise. You yeah. have no idea how so, loud we are. Spoilers coming up in a few seconds. So turn it the fuck off, Joseph. Go smoke bowl. What? <laughs> Bowl. No. <laughs> oh, and we're back. Oh my God, that was some good weed. Uh, so, uh, I'm eating some candy and funyuns. <laughs> we don't even actually smoke no, pot. No, I just want to be cool. Um, pot's <laughs> one of those things. Like it makes me paranoid as hell. Yeah. If I if I smoke, I, I used to smoke back in the day. And if I if you pot's one of those, if you smoke every day, like if I smoke it constantly, it's 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 a fun, amazing thing. But if you only smoke like every once in a while, I get fucking paranoid and I don't like it. I had a, I, had I can't a, breathe. I had a bad trip a few years ago. I think I smoked angel dust. <laughs> Somebody laced that shit with crack. <laughs> I smoked crack, smoked crack with me. I did. I think it was crack. Every time I smoke pot, I end up in a gas station scared. I don't know. I'm like, they know the I, guy in two B. He knows. Get him and rape him. But I was yeah. I I went through a bad trip. Didn't smoke it anymore. I mean, I went through fucking time, dude. I I met a wizard. I I, I like reverse back to 12 years old like I was at a hotel room and I thought my mom and dad were going to come down the hallway and catch me and it, five minutes had passed I got I got I got laced pot once it was laced I, as fuck yeah I went to if you guys aren't from here you don't know but there's a place called Eastern Kentucky and shit's scary there and I was dating a girl there and uh, I went to a, she was like let's go to this party and it was all these redneck dudes in the middle of fucking nowhere and they all wanted to fuck my girlfriend oh, and this one place. dude was like hey this dude was like hey she's like you want to smoke a joint with this guy and I was like 18 and I was like yeah yeah, yeah sure we'll smoke I'm trying to make friends and I smoked half of it and I was like uh, like after a few puffs I was like I'm good I'm you good. fucked up on yourself I gave son. it back to him and then I woke up and I looked up and there was like three people standing over me and I felt like Smokey like you got knocked the <clears throat> fuck out yeah. I, I looked up and they were like dude and I apparently <laughs> I passed out and like just fucking hit the floor and yeah. then I had to go to bed I was like where's the fucking <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to bed and then you know they probably had sex that's with my what, girlfriend that's, but that's well, yeah, they gang banged her and they, it. that's what Eastern Kentucky's like man you can get heroin you can get morphine you can get any pills you want weed whatever a copy of workout tapes by Richard Simmons on VHS it doesn't matter what depraved <laughs> thing that you want it's there and it's scary. it's literally in the ditches it's, if you just pull over like oh here's a needle there's things happening it grows from the ground <laughs> uh, but yeah I also uh, you remind me it's like when you said you woke up and three guys were right you're like dude you okay you were like that little girl from the sixes like I'm feeling much better now <laughs> with like vomit coming I was out like, of you no, I was like I was like somebody in like a Vietnam movie I was like I can make it <laughs> or like you like, just or like 
maybe the Hulk, He's when like, he comes back. Please don't make out with my girlfriend. Did You should have said that. That's probably what you're trying to get out with your garbled response. No, dude, like, don't I, touch her. I had to go pass out in some dude's mom's house, like, bed. It was weird. What if her mom, what if his mom was in the bed? It was a terrible experience. She was the big girl I who was eating Gilbert Grape. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, spoiler review. Spoilers. Here we go. That was the spoiler of our life. Uh, dude, silent... The Silent big, House. I was literally going to say Silent House. I don't know why. Uh, it comes at night. No, wait. Well, yeah, I don't what know what we're, what we're talking, talking about. about. I don't know. That weed's really affecting us. Again, fake weed. We only get the generic stuff. We can't afford the real one. Uh, what? What the fuck is this called? A Quiet Place. Okay, Quiet A Quiet Place with John yes. Krasinski directing. Yeah. Uh, but yes, so in the spoiler review, so let's get this out of the way first. The reason why they have I'm to gay. stay quiet, and I'm gay as fuck. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I have a girlfriend now. Get over yourself, Jim! Uh, but on the weekends, woohoo! <laughs> Boy bands. Uh, but no, yeah, listen, so let's get this out of the way first. The monsters are, are have invaded. And they're space aliens. You don't. I mean, they're obviously stupid aliens. I don't know what their deal was. I mean, they, they just came down, and I guess they were. like... I love a, sound. They were like a whole, yeah. They were like they, it turns me on. It makes me build mountains. I can't see, but I love sound. Everything makes it happier. Uh, but yeah, so they come down. I think they're kind of like bugs from um, Starship Troopers, I guess. So I mean, that's what Starship they, Troopers dope as fuck. They are. It's uh, fucking the shit. Come on, maggots! You want to live forever? Denise Richards' titties. Oh, it's everywhere. Actually, I don't think she showed her titties. I think that was Dizzy. That was the other girl. Oh, she was hot, too. She had great titties. She did, and he fucking didn't go for her. Uh, but you know, she put some respect. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, but these bug monsters have come down. They've invaded. They've overtaken the, you know, they've taken over the world. The, the army couldn't fight them. And throughout the film, we mentioned, like, newspaper clippings pretty much giving you that idea by sound is the, is the enemy and all that stuff. They have discovered this through, to- uh, through you know, eventuality. They found out that these things are attracted to sound so that's why they have to stay quiet the entire time now that's the horror part of it everything else that we're going to talk about though we all talk about the horror stuff and the ramp up that they do but when we were talking about the family unit the the tragedy that strikes early on that sets up the film kind of like if you guys have ever played the video game the last of us it comes out of nowhere even though the trailer kind of gave it away a little bit um and they do that but in the last of us in the video game it just kind of hits you all of a sudden emotionally and you're like fuck i didn't wow like, where are we going around? I don't know where we're going. It, you know, you kind of felt like Steve Carell in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. She just puked in your face and then wants to make out. You're like, maybe. Tastes like selfish. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, uh, uh, so Let's yeah. Let's get some fucking French toast. No, I ain't do it. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, it's kind of like that moment. That Wow. So, with, with the little boy at the very beginning had got that rocket ship. And they made him put it back. Well, the older sister, having felt bad for the kid, gives it to him. You know, again, she's deaf, so she doesn't, you know, hear it. But when they're walking across the bridge, the little boy, like a fucking idiot, turns on the rocket ship. And it makes all the sounds and stuff. And again, I know he's a little boy. I'm just joking. But, you know, then, you know, it was cool because you see it uh, from the perspective of the deaf uh, girl because she's looking straight ahead and she sees the look of horror that comes over her parents' face as they're turning around. And over her shoulder, the little boy is, you know, she knows that he's turned it on. And then, you know, these fucking things come out of nowhere. Michael Bolton fast. I mean, oh, <laughs> it's fucking uh, sex on a ship. It was like, boom. Because, you know, John Krasinski does this. This is the channel of Jack Tutorga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Captain Jack, Johnny Depp. Uh, yeah, but you see, uh, you see John Krasinski do the slow man running. He's trying to get to his son before <laughs> he gets taken. And that fucking thing, you, you, what's his name? Eurasian uh-huh. Bolt comes out of the side and he's like, and like takes the boy down, and that's it. The boy's gone, and that's that's all. And then we flash forward uh, a few months later, and they're all dealing with this tragedy at this moment. Now the little girl herself, 
She's blaming herself for it because yeah. she feels that she's the one at guilt for it, and she is. Uh, no, but that's me. <laughs> but but she she blames herself, and she thinks that her dad doesn't love her anymore because of it, and he doesn't. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding, guys. He does. It's just a little girl dealing with her emotional problems, and this is a really dark time for everyone involved. Um, but John Krasinski... He he's doing his best to recover from this, and he has to be strong for his family, right? So I mean, there's I mean, he doesn't have time he can't to play even fucking cry. He can't. Yeah, I can't play pitter patter with you. I'm sorry. Shit. Uh, so so stop having a tea party for yourself. Take the dress off and let's get to it, Jim. <laughs> uh, but and also Emily Blunt's dealing with her, you know, emotional fallout with this, and uh, there is a rift. There's obviously a rift in the family. Uh, you mentioned the dinner scene specifically. That you yeah. know that really. Just in a few scenes, it shows you the rift is pretty big. Do you just imagine having to deal? With, imagine having to deal with the death of a child and not being able to fucking speak or like project Cry your or thoughts anything, or yeah. anything. That was deep, and and he did a great job projecting that. Uh, and she did too. Like, the, the, dude, the fucking act. Like, we talked about the, this being the girl's first movie. She was fucking amazing. Yeah, like the kids good. were so mm. good in this movie. Like, fuck the visit with M Night Shyamalan. Remember how shitty the kids were in oh, that? Yeah. I can this rap, is, dog. No, you can't. This is the up. complete fucking opposite. They were so good. Yeah, and the thing about the uh, the girl, um, again, it's just so unique. The, it's not like it's just from her POV, but if the movie had been from her POV, that would have even, I think, even ratcheted it up even more because, again, she is completely deaf. She cannot hear, and it's sad because she knows her dad's been working on the hearing aid and he's never got it right. It all just comes out of a buzz sound feedback, and she, it doesn't work, and she knows it's not going to work, and they have this family fallout. And she's, again, the fact that you cannot use vocals as an actor is just so extremely, just imagine doing that. Yeah. It all has to come from just body language, like I said. And they, they're they able to pull off this father-daughter moment. Like, there's one specific moment uh, when she's trying to go down in the basement. And he's like, you can never go in there, Simba. And, and, and she was like, you know, but they're having this big argument. And they're doing it with, you know, sign language. And it's really interesting to see that. And then, you know, he's like, here, I got you, you know, I got your hearing aid and she's like it's not gonna work it'll never work it never does work and they're having this father-daughter like you know fight i've just never seen it in that way before and it was really it's different great. uh but it's not like he's like uh first off look helen keller i'm trying to help you out here i'm trying to make you hear and i felt bad for john krasinski because he's not forcing yeah. it on he's like look i'll put it in your hand do with it what you it's want just, it's not like i mean you don't know what these people's lives were like before this yeah. but this is a guy who cares so much about his family that he's you know literally like of all the things he has to do and take care of, like he's spending time in the basement, like feverishly, like working on just creating this this hearing aid so his daughter could be safe. Because the, the scariest thing ever in, in a world where monsters can hear you, and if you're deaf, you have no idea of what sound yeah. is or whatever, right? And he's just doing anything he can to save her. And it's heartbreaking because he takes the kid out to show him how to fish. And then the daughter wants to go. Yeah, and she wants to go, and like she's the oldest or whatever. And he's and he's having to say like you can't because it's not safe for you. But she doesn't understand that, and she thinks that it's because. He's he pissed at her. her about the kid, yeah. and that's the you know, and that's really the big spoiler. There's not a whole lot of spoilers, but the big spoiler about the movie is, is that at one point he takes the kid out, uh, the little boy, and he finds uh, he finds that that waterfall right running water, and, yeah, and like and and, and it's a and, and it's a pretty cool scene, like even for the audience because they're all dealing with this stuff and they can't project and they can't act out or whatever. And he shows them this waterfall. He's like, look, if the sounds louder than what's going on, then you can speak. And he takes him out there and he shows him, you can yell, we can talk. And the boy asks him, he's like, do you not love her anymore? Like, and he's yeah. like, you should tell her, you should tell her that yeah. you love her. If that's how you feel. And, and then the big giant spoiler is, um, 
you know, a little bit further down the movie. Before we get to that, we have to talk about Emily Blunt and the birth, well, the birth scene. Yeah, I want to say the birth scene really quick. But before that, when he's taking his son back from the creek, from the creek that he <laughs> that ran river Red River Creek, uh, breaking. Is that Did you really kill all the more of the sandals? Boy? Take off that damn thing. Uh, yeah, that. Michelle, my belt. I liked it. There's one scene though. Uh, you know, they're they kind of bonded, father son kind of thing. He's kind of passed on the knowledge for him to you know work. Oh, the old people, the old man. But oh, he's walking by, and I like it scared the fuck. I don't know why, because you see him peripherally. You see this old man just kind of stand up. And I was like, hey, how you doing? Like it scared. He the, looked like an extra from a Rob Zombie. He looked film. like he looked like the new marquee for Long John Silver. Like I was like, holy. Holy shit, give me some fucking wigs and chicken and some fish. But yeah, he's standing over the body of his wife, and they're standing there. And How did she die, by the way? I don't know. He fucking clawed her to death. She did didn't he like kill fish. her, or did the things kill her? I think, they, I think the things had killed her, and then he had maybe just found her. He, like, they, they literally stumbled across the neighbors. Well, I thought this was weird, too, by the way. He goes up on this on this ledge or whatever the corn ledge. He saw all the children of the corn movies. The ledge de la corn, <laughs> where they would light this fire. And I thought he was you know he was burning shit on the fire at one point. And then he looks out into the Symbolands yeah. and he sees three or four other fires. It just reminds me of Lord of the Rings. The, the fires of Gondor lit, <laughs> but or or the end of the invitation. You know yeah. where he says. But you can see three or four other people also lighting fires. It's like, did you guys have like a, a PTA meeting? I don't know what that is. Inside? Because you do see earlier on in the film that John Krasinski is using uh, uh, Morse code to try to find out if anybody else left. Nobody has ever answered him. He's in Japan. He's all over the world. But there are people. He knows there's pockets of survivors, but they just haven't run into any of them. But except you can, for that old man Smithers. You can see their trash fires. So there's probably three or four other people within the same distance that are alive. Yeah, they're just they're laying low. Right, and that's the guy he stumbles across, and it's this old ass man, and like <laughs> that, that 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 part really did confuse me because I was like, you see his wife that's gutted, and that scene was so intense. It was so good. Well, there's one. I think it was like. You know, the man was obviously in a state of shock, and he's like, I, you know, but I, John Krasinski's looking at him, he, he puts his son behind him, and you, it's like, as soon as John Krasinski put his finger to his lips and told him to sh- it snapped the old man, he's like, fuck you, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and then he was, then he, then he, then, but Krasinski knew in that moment he was going to let go and, and give his fucking howl. And, he, and basically, that's what he does. So he grabs his son. It's a grenade getting ready to go off. He grabs his son, puts him behind a tree, and then the man yells to commit suicide by these monster creatures. And that was a pretty cool scene. It was pretty intense, actually, because he's looking at, you know, he's making his son look at him so he can't see what's what the monsters are over there. And you do, again, those fucking things come out so fast. You Dude. see, it was like that monster when it was coming at Old Man Smithers, though. It was like, it was pissed he was yelling so loud. He was like, motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, I was standing right behind you the whole time. You didn't have to scream. But, dude, that that scene right there was one of those scenes where, like, it, it threw you off. Like, yeah. it actually, that was one of the few. And you know what? That's one of the things. That's I like was, when you're walking into Cracker Bill, but you don't see that old man that stands up in the rocking chair. He's like, uh, come to the hospital later. I'm like, what? Let's play checkers. But it's one of those scenes that actually does surprise you in the movie. Because, mm-hmm. like, like I said, the only thing we took away from this movie was the CGI of the monsters. That's why it's a 9 instead of a 10. But... If you had to go, if you want to really pick the movie apart, is I guess there's there's almost in a weird sense a lack of surprise because the trailers pretty much show you everything. Pretty much, you yeah. know, there's not a whole, they don't go a whole lot deeper, which is not there's not a whole. They lot don't of give you, but they don't you don't get the same emotional impact by, right. unless you were watching the movie for right. But when you stumble across this old man and his dead wife, it's one of the few shock surprises. Yeah, like it shocks you, and you you literally put your hand in front of the person next to you like you're a soccer mom, and you're about to hit another car in front of you. You're like, whoa! <laughs> I just <laughs> it's gonna be I, I, like. I just got. It scared the fuck out of me. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know why, but it wasn't one of those jerk scares. Well, my old heart, people are my heart scary. Went, No, because 
he just stood up like nothing happened, and yeah. I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" Out loud, I said that, and I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" Because <laughs> it scared me. I don't know why. That's just how I am. I guess when I get scared, I ask them how they're doing. But, <laughs> uh, but anyhow, so that was a cool scene. Now we'll go into what you were wanting to talk about—the birth scene, where it really ratchets up the uh, intensity to yeah. another degree. Dude, the birth scene was intense because, well, first off, birthing like, is intense. It, it is intense. <laughs> have you ever? You've never seen that uh, shit. I don't want to. It is fucking scary. Take pictures. Uh, so I, I see it twice. It's scary. But, like, and that's what I was thinking about watching this whole movie. Like, the entire movie, I was thinking, like, when they bring the baby into the into the fray, like, if you guys have ever been around a newborn or you know anything about that, it's, it's, you're, that's, that's crazy. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Like, to imagine a world where you can't speak, there is nothing you can do to keep a baby quiet. That's just, you that's, have to. that's just when it's you're a baby. Over. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't understand reason. It's like a Terminator. <laughs> it doesn't understand reason. Like, they don't feel pain, Sarah. I do. It, it, it's gonna do what it is gonna cry. So, um, you, you find out she's pregnant early into the movie, and then she's carrying laundry up the steps, and there's this fucking goddamn nail. Woo! That fucking nail. And, like, you see the nail pop up, and you're like, oh, that's going to come into play later. Foreshadowing. Yeah, so they she, do. They, they, they predicted the shit out of that. Her water breaks. And, and, and again, this is... And you, you, don't, you don't love the pacing of the movie. I do, because, like, I felt like this scene... It felt like the scene was 20 Not minutes. all the pacing. Right. Some of it. For me, it felt like this was 20 minutes into the movie. All of a sudden, her water breaks. Like, it was all so fast for me, yeah. and it was perfect. Um, she, she goes downstairs, and everyone knows... That nail you never go downstairs. That nail that you saw, she's gonna step on it. So you're just waiting her to step on this fucking nail, and it's one of those tiny little things. Like even that 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 could have not been a nail. It could have been a thumbtack. And I've stepped on a thumbtack tack before. That shit sucks. It's like that. You know what the sound I'd make? You ever seen that commercial for Walmart? It's like Daddy's got to make some funny. And you step on that. <laughs> you step and you're like ah. Like or the clown when he steps on the. That's unicorn. what it's like. Ah! That's the Walmart. Yeah. yeah. But it, or I would have made the sound that Marv made in Home Alone when he stepped on the Home Alone too. Oh, <laughs> because it goes, dude. It goes deep. It dude, goes straight down into her. Honest to God, foot. that nail was more of a villain in the movie that than was. the monsters were. Because it comes into play later too. I'm only but buying staples from now on. The nails there, and it pops up because she catches it on the laundry. And then when she goes back downstairs because she's gonna have the baby, she steps on it, and she does a good job holding it in. Mm. But uh, but she also, and I thought this earlier on. I was like, why do you have frame pictures on the fucking wall? As soon yeah. as I saw those, I was like, those shits could fall off and ruin everything. I know. The frame picture falls off. The monster comes to fucking find her, and she um, she sets it geniusly. She sets a timer so that it'll go off. But this one of the most tense scenes of the movie is she's hiding behind this thing and she's having contractions. And like, not only did a fucking nail go through her foot, a baby's trying to eat its way out of her vagina. <laughs> you got a problem. Yeah, and like she. she so finally the timer goes off. She escapes. She goes up to the bathtub. And then that you fucking have this... monster felt so stupid, too. He's like, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> and then she, like, ninja crawls upstairs, too. Like, Dude. it was great. And then uh, John Krasinski's out in the woods with his son, and he's like, you can do this. Like, this is what I've been teaching you. This is the whole point. And it was a touching scene in itself. Yeah. Because the son goes, and uh, he goes to do the rocket thing, and he sets off these fireworks. And what ends up coming out of that is a badass fucking directorial shot, dude. When he, he shows up, he pulls out the shotgun. It's revealed. He he, he pulls off the sheets, and yeah. you see he's got the shotgun. He's walking through the house, stalking the house, trying to find out what's going on. And there's there's this, this, this scenery of fireworks going off in the background mm. while he's walking around with a shotgun dude 
Fucking Independence Day level badass, fucking amazing shit. That it was, scene it was. was really amazing. Like, yeah, he fucking definitely he awesome. fucking, he owned that scene. He probably yeah. captured it forever on a on a film and put it in the frame. And then he comes across the bathtub and it's full of blood and he thinks they've died. Right. And he's freaking out. And it turns out she's in the tub. She had the baby because she's a fucking badass. Because yeah. five minutes later she's walking around. But dude, more intense out of that, they he takes her and. Unfortunately, he has to leave the kids outside. But it's like at this well, point, they like, don't, you're literally sacrificing family members for other families. Well, it, it's intense. He doesn't even know. Well, as far as this this point in the movie, he doesn't even know that the girl has run away from home. Neither does yeah. Emily Blunt. She's the girl has run away. You know, I guess because she's fucking done with things. I don't know. Um, and then, by the way, when they come back, we didn't mention this. The red lights are on. That's when he knows something's wrong. I Bad mean, ass. he knows the baby's there, and he knows something's wrong, and that's why he takes off running towards the house and tells his kid to set off the fireworks. But yeah, we can go ahead with what you're saying after that. Well, it's just, it, dude, it's so intense. Like, it's literally a moment where you're forcing Jim Krasinski's character to, um, um, John Krasinski, whatever, to pick between family members. Like, okay, I have my older kids. They're out there in the wilderness, but I've trained them. Like, I've trained them. I'm going to go with the newer model. It yeah. just came out. <laughs> I've showed them what to do, but I have this baby. And dude, at one point, the baby, he's literally carrying her and the baby, and the baby's openly crying. Yeah. And you see his face. The intensity level And the insane. panic. Mm-hmm. And they have this shelter built underneath the ground, and he runs to it, but it's far too late. Like, the thing has hurt him. And he gets under the match. That scene was so intense. But what's, what's fucked up is you see... And, and at first you're like, that's fucked up. You can't do that shit, dog. Yeah. But they have a crate built for the baby that has a uh, 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 H2O, yeah, not H2O, an but oxygen mask. an oxygen mask inside of it. So they have to put this baby in this os- and close this baby off, which by any other means on planet Earth would be like, you're going to jail. Yeah. You know, CPS is coming to your house. Right now. But in this life, that's what you have to do. So he, he puts the baby in this thing, this newborn baby that you have no control over. He puts it in that... And then she wakes up. She's like, "Where's the kids?" He's gonna go get them. And then what piss? It pisses me off, but not in a way that the movie's bad, but just because you're like, "Fuck!" How much do they gotta go through? Well, as much as, as as fucked up as that as, as that scene was, the inventiveness level was insane. Yeah, it was fucking crazy because they showcased that oxygen mask that she was turning it on way early, and I'm yeah. like, oh, "What's that for?" That's deep. And I was like, "I know something's happening." And then I figured I actually got that early on, like Eminem and Eight Mile. I know something about you. Well, my girlfriend made me feel really <laughs> smart. I was like. She was like, I wonder what that's used for. I was like, probably the baby. She's like, you're smart. I was like, thanks. Because uh, I, I figured, because I didn't know about the box, but I was like, okay, well, maybe what I thought originally was that it keeps it asleep. Like, just pump it full of sleeping gas. So not oh, kill yeah, it or yeah. something, but just kind of keep it under and sedated. Right. That's kind of more fucked up. But, I mean, I don't know. Do they die? I don't know anything about babies. It's crazy, dude. I, I don't, how many times you got to feed them? But you feel great because they get underground and he's like, oh, they can't hear us. We're safe. Right. We but then he puts them in a fucking box and that thing, that's, that, I, like, again, I'm not a dad, but even watching that was like, yeah, God, damn. I was looking around and I was like, do we see this happening? Are we going to stand here and let this happen? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but anyhow. Bill uh, Pullman. But g- thank God they, you know, because otherwise that, it would that baby would have ruined everything uh but you know they by doing that then yeah they're able to openly talk because they had put they had soundproofed this fucking room and they had done this way early on in preparation for this baby again really fucking smart idea and um then you know emily blunt's explaining she's like i don't know where the kid he's like where's you know so and so and again another very emotional impactful scene emily blunt is fucking amazing as far as when she is conveying that emotion to the audience whether she's using sign language or talking and he's like, I had to do what I had to do. He's, they're fine. They know what to do. And she's like, yeah. you have to go save them. You have to protect them. And then John Krasinski fucking nuts up and becomes Bruce Campbell. And he's got to yeah. do it right. But at this moment, what you find out where they are, 
his uh, little boy of dumb shit blue, instead of just hanging out by the fireworks after he set him off and go hiding somewhere, he had gone and started running back to the house or something and got, you know, in a situation. Now these monsters have found him and they... That's, I think that was the family plan, though, was for him to go to that corn so, tower. Was it? Oh, I thought it was just... I thought... Well, because... Uh, that was their meeting place. Krasinski had said he knows to wait for me. Yeah, like, I think he had planned for them to go to this corn tower and wait, but he saves his sister. And at this point, you're noticing that her, her feedback her, yeah. on her ear is driving the monsters away. But they don't notice it. And that's that's understandable, because like with all the stuff going on, like I don't think you would put two and two. Well, I didn't know... She's if, not a fucking scientist. I wonder... No, but Krasinski might have been doing it on purpose. I don't know if that was the plan, but I don't... Th- maybe it was an accidental thing because I, I think he was trying to get her to hear again yeah, yeah, yeah but anyhow so yeah the feedback is making the monsters fucking mad as hell like when you you're you know a pop quiz is coming up and you've not studied at all <laughs> but she they run to the the silo or the sister does with the brother and they're up there waiting and you know they're having a conversation through the sign language about how you know dad's not coming and or the girl thinks this and he's like yeah he is shut the fuck up i don't like you <laughs> uh but then there's an intense scene where the little boy falls into the grain. Dude. And there was a... That's when the the, the monster... No, no. Let me t- t- take that. John Krasinski... This is... Okay, so... John Krasinski is out looking for his children. They're in the silo. This is also a point... Where I, I told you, I don't even know why we didn't mention this. During all of this, in the middle of it, right? Uh, Emily Blunt falls asleep on the couch. And all this water has been dripping down into that basement. That's when I got pissed. Yeah. This, I got mad. Yeah. I was like, you guys did all this fucking shit. And now she's going to drown. And now a fucking goddamn flood is going to do this. Yeah, Dude, so, that scene pissed me off. So it's flooding the basement. She wakes up. She sees all this water. And it's like, fuck, my water heater broke. And then she's like, I don't know what to do. So she looks over and she sees the baby's thing. She's going to go get the baby. This fucking monster like rises up from the dark like a goddamn cockroach. And you see it all slimy. And then it dips into the water. She's got to walk in this like knee-high water yeah. to the baby's uh, box that was, crib. That was the most yeah. intense scene in the fucking movie, dude. There's a torpedo in the water. It's coming to get you. Because <laughs> you don't know where it is. Like It, it does this like fucking quick, like, I'm good at swimming. <laughs> it does. It, it drops <laughs> like, in there. I was it's, like, it's good form. And you don't know where it is. Like Every noise you make makes fucking noise. Dude, that scene scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, and then I'm thinking the baby's dead. It's drowned. That would have been fucked up. I'm glad they didn't I, go well, It was close, though, because when she opens the box to get the baby out... That thing is rising up like fucking Chuck Norris and Delta Dude, Force. That like, was so yeah, fucking like, intense. Here we go. And that, that should have had the T two. He's like, do 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 do. It was funny. I don't know why. I mean, it had nothing to do with the movie. But if the monster rose up, it's like, where's your sugar? <laughs> but anyhow, but, sugar water. but he grabs. You know, she grabs the baby and. She runs behind this little waterfall thing, and the baby's starting to cry. But again, remember the waterfall from earlier in the scene that we talked about? They can't, yeah. they can't distinguish that sound from voices, so they have a hard time pinpointing it. And this thing's head goes... It's like all these, like, when its mushroom head opens up, they kind of look like liquors from fucking Resident Evil, too. Yeah, that's but true. But, like, when they hear sound, like, they go ape shit. Like, they're, like... I, I don't know. It's like the most ultimate hangover face ever. Like your your, your head's just fucking on fire. And meanwhile, these kids are drowning in fucking corn. I know. Well, like see, who that's thought what, corn would be so scary? There's you guys know the scene. Corn was it uh, <laughs> corn beans? Uh, but yes, uh, I got gum on my seat. Gum. Good. <laughs> you should have put it there. Uh, but okay, you guys know that scene. I think it's in Alien Three. When the alien gets real close to Sigourney Weaver's yeah. face, and that thing comes out, and it does, you know, that's an intense moment. It was sort of like that. It was starting to feel like that because Emily Blunt. There's just a little sheet of water separating them, and this thing is getting real close to her. And then that's when the kids fall on the grain, and then it hears the sound, and it starts running towards the fucking silo. 
And meanwhile, Grzynski's out there trying to pick fucking corn or something. No, I'm kidding. He's walking through the corn. <laughs> he field. did take forever to get yeah, that well, fucking it's a huge field. I know. Yeah. And there was three or four of them. But then he saw the thing like running through the woods. He's like, "Are going? Are you going that goddamn monster?" And he knows where he's going, so he runs towards the silo. Meanwhile, the kid's drowning in in the grain, and the girl's trying to tell him, "You can't struggle. It's like quicksand." But he's going under, so she jumps That's scary. down. And you know, and being the badass that she is, and she tears off a you know a piece that he'd fallen in and gives it to him so he can get on top of it. But then she sinks. He grabs her, and then the monster. I mean, I knew that was. I mean, it's not like it's the movie specifically predictable, but you kind of knew something like that was going to happen. The monster bursts into the silo when they're both aboard the like raft of safety, and uh, she that that hearing thing kicks in, and then it fucking runs away and it shatters the door and gets out. And they start realizing that it's the, it's her fucking hearing thing that's causing it to run, or she starts figuring it out. She's like, "Well, it ran away when I was doing this or whatever." She doesn't completely figure it out though, because in the next not, scene, no, not exactly. Once no. they escape, Krasinski shows up, right, and he and he sort of saves them or whatever. But then, there's a touching moment when they reunite, though. Absolutely, it was a good moment. Yeah, and then um, strong, <laughs> strong. <laughs> Fifty-seven this morning, I activated myself. Sex Panther, it works sixty percent <laughs> of the time. But uh, and this is where it gets fucking sad as shit, man. Because Krasinski comes out there and uh, he's like, "Hey, run to the truck!" And he's even he's planned this to such detail that he's got this truck planned that all they have to do is release the emergency brake yeah, if roll. something bad happens, and it'll roll all the way down to the house. But he's like, "Go to the truck," and he pick, he finds an axe, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, hopefully, hopefully, we're gonna get a badass fucking he's gonna save the day moment, right? right? We don't get that though. He picks up the axe and this thing's on the roof and he swings at it and it bitch smacks him like, does. better have my money. It bitch smacks him all the way across the field and then it starts to go after the kids in the truck. And I'm hoping she's going to figure it out and everyone's going to get saved, but she doesn't in time. And he, in this weird moment of, of, it made me cry. Like, it yeah, fucking it, made it, me it, cry, yeah. dude. That's when and, it gets to a point where you're like, you're eating a candy bar. He's like, "Is this nougat?" Like, you, you weren't expecting it. <laughs> it like, we, we've talked about this in scenes before. Like, we've had scenes in movies before where I've been like, "As a dad, that makes me cry," and you're like, "Yeah, eh, I mean, not so much." But this made both of us cry. Yeah, it got like, to me. It got to establish. Like the little girl, um, uh, she, she's in the truck, and he picks up the axe, and it, it bitch smacks him, and it's attacking the kids. And you see him stand up, and his ribs are like ripped out almost, yeah. like he's fucked up. And he drops the axe, and then he looks at the girl, and then you go back to the, the conversation they had before about her feeling guilt about the son, and like the kid telling him that he should tell him that he loves her, mm. and he looks at her, and in sign language, John, uh, he says, he says, "I love you. I've always loved you." And then he drops the axe, and you know that he's about to sacrifice himself for them. And this also goes back to the conversation Emily Blunt had with him earlier, where she was like, who are we if we can't protect our children? Please promise me you'll protect them. And even though this guy has literally devoted every waking moment he's had to figuring out how to stop these monsters, the only option he has now is to sacrifice himself. So he lets out a long giant prince scream and it's and, and very he, awkward yeah that's the part like everything else is like you're like i can't fucking believe it and he goes ah and he's <laughs> it's like, like a, ah! yeah it just was not like it was the it was man canceling you like <laughs> that was like actually that's the sound that you make when you when when a guy orgasm it's just not what they talk about it, like it, it was like a very high pitched Walking out of the theater, these fucking high school kids uh, were in front of me, and they were like, "Dude," and I I gotta give him a little bit of credit because he was like, "Dude, I tried so hard." He's like, "But I couldn't help but laugh when he screamed." He was like, "It was a serious moment." He was like, "But it made me laugh." Like, honest to God, and I, it's I, not like I as high like, pitches. How many takes about. did you guys do of that scream? Because he his scream is you know it's coming, and he's gonna he's gonna let the monster know where like, "Hey, I'm over here. Come kill me." But when he lets out the scream, you're already like. 
tearing up and right. you're emotional as fuck and you think it's going to be one kind of scream and but it's kind of it's almost whimpery it's like ah! it, you know what it wasn't it was not the uh, yeah it was like a wedgie kind of scream like an unexpected wedgie in the hallway uh, but it wasn't like the man it landed nice it was nice at the end it, it did come yeah. off nice uh yeah. but it was like what well, i was expecting I was like, you should have had the the slam dunk nba com- com- uh, committee behind him like holding up like seven i'd have given him a seven uh but i but i was like i wanted the uh i was expecting like an emotional like everything in this moment's built up to this scream yeah. and you know john claude van damme blood sport <laughs> like i mean that was like intense they should have uh, dubbed it yeah i would have dubbed the shit out of it and just given him the money van damme needs it but Either way, you know, as it came off a bit strange, and it did finish nicely, but at the end, it's kind of like I had this great thing going, and then why don't you just go? I mean, he could. I wouldn't even done a scream. Just like, hey, hey, you, come here, you piece of shit. Like, I like get your damn hands off her. I like the idea of a scream, but it just, it just, it just, it was. It just, I, I don't think it was. I was, I was half. I was like, there was tears rolling down my cheeks, and then I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like that. Yeah, it wasn't. It was like this food's sour, and just kind of laughing at yourself while, while I make fun of you. But yeah, that would. But you know, despite that, he does sacrifice himself, and he tells the little girl that he loves her. That was really emotional. Yeah. Um, so then they roll back to the house. Emily Blunt, you know, welcomes them. They then you think it's probably going to wrap up here soon, uh, much like this podcast show, because <laughs> we're going all over the place. Like but but uh, they go down to the basement to kind of, and you know, she's showing them the baby, and she knows what's happened, and she's holding it together, even though you know it's fucking again just it's a massive thing. Yeah, and when now this is part also this part this part did get me too like made me cry um, when the girl walks down because she wasn't allowed down in the basement and where he was working all the time and she thought it was because he was oh, being an asshole when she finds yeah, how when much she, wor- oh, yeah when fuck. she finds like all the hearing aids and how long he's been working Jeez, on dude. giving her her ear, her sound back Ugh. and then there's a book laid open that's got like the, the study of the human ear and how the auditory or auditory system works in the nah ear. dog yeah I was like, <laughs> like, like that, was so, that, that was a fucking blubbery mess I know I was like <laughs> that ain't me that ain't me <laughs> but uh yeah it does. i was going i was like i was looking around and, and i was like, like i hope my kids know how much i love them. i don't i don't i was like i'm gonna write my mom a letter like i i don't have any kids so i had to say something but uh it was fucking like it was it, it hit you right in the gohannock yeah and i said damn it <laughs> and I, I got like when I start getting teared up in films like that, like I get mad at myself. It's like you piece of shit. And then I, but then you just start thinking. It's like it's like Dane Cook said. You start thinking of shit that makes you more sad. Like yeah. I should have said, I love you more to my mom and I dad. I did my best. But yeah, so she finds all this stuff, and it is sad because you know she thought this whole time that he just didn't care about her anymore. And he's been working nonstop it makes around me sad the clock. Right now. I know. I don't even want to do this anymore. We want to hold each other. No, I don't just want to do a little that. bit. Okay, for a minute. Uh, but so, but this, uh, you know, so she sees all this and. And then she starts crying. And then there's one part where she's crying and she's holding it. And Emily Blunt runs over to her and she's like, you know, look, you got to call, you know, whatever. And then she holds it out. She starts crying. And then they both start crying because even Emily Blunt now realizes that she knows how much her father loved her. It, it's a really fucking intense scene. But of course it's interrupted Can't by Mr. About fucking Starship Trooper Panties monster that comes down. And says, like, where's my homie at, dog? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, this thing had been outsmarted a few times. So he's like pissed. He's like, okay, now I know something's going on. Where's my bone? <laughs> so he walks down there. There, and Emily Blunt's got the shotgun, by the way, and she's got it on the thing. The little boy, her son's got her the baby. My dude looked wall. like he already like taken his pre workout and couldn't find his headphones. Yeah, <laughs> where's the directions to the gym? <laughs> like he's going to a new gym. Uh, but yeah, so you know, Emily Blunt's got the, the the shotgun zeroed in on him. Her son's got the baby, 
And th- at this point, it's kind of like the girl, it kind of starts clicking about the hearing thing. Yeah. Cause she does, she, the, she looks over at the monster and she sees it gets ape shit when it hears static on the TV and it hits it. It's like, fuck that shit. I don't like PBS. And then, uh, then she starts fucking with the ear thing and it goes, you know, that really, that feedback sound, like two microphones connecting and it, it goes fucking crazy. And then she's like, oh, and it goes even wilder. So she, um, turns up but she she hits like the cb radio and she turns the volume up and now you're playing with power superpower and and she turns her ear thing all the way up knocks it the fuck back it passes out it but the way it falls it like stands up it goes ape shit and it falls it looked like when you just had too much to drink and you're like i'm done it was just such a quick fall and it falls down so they think it's dead it doesn't it jumps back up and emily blunt shoots it in the face in the head yeah. now this is what I, my initial it was a cool scene I won't lie it was cool and it's also a new weapon they have against them high frequency sounds fuck them over but it's kind of funny to me that and, and somebody in the audience that I was with reacted the same way she had the shotgun the entire fucking time like right. just shoot it in the head and run away like well it would have brought more noise. Well, I, know, it, noise I know it does but I'm just saying and like when that happened in the theater when she shot it in the head and died somebody was like okay because I was like what about the military where was the like if you could just shoot them you know what I mean? Like I think it was already weakened by the sound. Maybe so. I don't know. Because they had some sort of armor, but I think the sound weakened his armor. Must be. Because it did get all fucking... It looked all jacked up, yeah. like slothy when it got up. Because it said in one of the newspapers, like, armor? Yeah, so yeah, it, maybe that's <laughs> what it was. Mark? And then they look over at the cameras, and they see like two or three of them running back towards their house. That was a badass yeah, and scene. They, and they've got the shotgun. They've got the power now. Uh, that should come on. I got the dun dun dun. dun. But dude, that getting, was the, it's getting it's getting kind of <laughs> that was a, that was a great ending to it. It was it was a cool like um, almost like entertaining ending to what was such a serious movie up to that point. Yeah. Because Emily Blunt like looks at the camera. You see and and you see on the on the on the on the wall that he wrote before. He's like confirmed. There's three of these in the area. Yeah. And you see about three of them on the cameras running. Well, she towards killed the house. one, and then the other two come. Right. Yeah. You see them running towards the house, and then Emily Blunt like kind of looks at the camera cocks her shotgun and the movie ends and you know like it gives you just enough like okay maybe the apocalypse isn't gonna be stopped you know um but this but they have a new weapon against yeah, them so. this family at least can live on and they can they can memories. survive and and they can protect themselves and you know what at the same time it's all because of what their dad did to protect them so his wishes were laid actually, out actually because you said that now at the end of the movie it should have been 98 degrees it's all because of you don't do that <laughs> no, no one but, wants that but yeah it, you know, that is that's true so it ended on a really cool note i mean they they could make a sequel to it but it won't be uh they John won't Krasinski. and they shouldn't and i wouldn't touch it anymore no. but um ever because the because the because they could make it like a Cloverfield kind of no. universe. Y'all knocked it out of the park with one and try. Don't, I think, yeah, it it's, yeah, don't get near that fucker. It's like the end of the Deadpool 2 trailer. It's like, you killed it. Yeah, you already, <laughs> no, they probably, yeah fuck it. They probably won't even make a third. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, guys, it's definitely a, a treat for any horror fan. And it's a treat for anybody that, that likes... Uh, like emotional kind of uh, roller coasters and movies yeah. like that. It's got all that stuff in there, and it's 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 an amalgamation of all that good stuff that people like to see in theaters nowadays. And uh, it, you'll do yourself a disservice by waiting for this bitch to come out on Netflix or some shit, yeah, or Redbox. Because I mean, it just seems it just it, it needs to be seen in theaters. I for think. sure, and so. I think it will be. I think it's going to do well in the box office. Man, I like doing this this way. It's this fun. was fun. I know. This was fun. Yeah. I feel like I feel like giving us a, a, at this point an hour and twelve minutes to go through a movie. We got all of our ADD spasms out, no, and we got there. to review the movie, and we got to do spoilers. I like this. Let us know what you guys think about this um, uh, down below. Uh, it's just nice to do. You just want to talk about a movie, like you just want to talk about it. I mean, we could have. We should have done this for seven. 
we could have gone three right, hours. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I like this this whole podcast layout idea. So that just um, sounded really bad though. I was like, we could have gone three hours on this bitch. Good <laughs> <laughs> God. So uh, comment down below with your all's thoughts. I hope you guys go see this movie. Let us know how you feel, think, and, and fuck below. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we love you. Your, What's your position? Goddamn faces! And if you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button and that stupid fucking notification. How's your downward now. dog? YouTube's like, hey, do you like these people? Do you want to find their content? Well, do a backflip and then do a handstand and then eat some corn. No, it's like it's like we're the people on the on the on the rooftops. Like we're gonna jump. I swear. YouTube's like, do a flip. <laughs> it's like they don't give a shit. Comment down below, let us know we love your fucking faces, and if you're new to this channel, click that subscribe button and give us some goddamn wham opinion. Buy you sexy fucking french fries. They better be from McDonald's. I, I want to turn off the camera. Camera's I'm not. Not even on. <laughs> Gotta go bye-bye. Suck me, beautiful. Nope. Where's the... You got to hit the stop button, son. There you guys. A quiet place. <laughs> we watched a movie. Yeah. We watched a movie. We watched a movie. Yeah. You know what? We did a movie. We watched a movie. We watched a movie. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and 4 plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com.